Last month, ACC Commissioner Jim Phillips promised that he would have some new initiatives to announce over the next few months. And on Wednesday, he announced his first one, and it's not too sexy, but it still might get the job done. We're going to get into this, more realignment news, and all that good stuff here on Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, A.J. Black. We're going to step away from BC football camp today because they're off and we don't have anything new to talk about with them. But we're going to get into some of the new realignment in ACC news that's so crucial to the welfare of Boston College and their athletic programs. Now, Wednesday morning, David Teal, who's an excellent writer for the Richmond Times-Dispatch, reported that the ACC has hired a new company to become their new revenue and business innovation consultant. The company that they hired is called Fishbait Solutions, which is possibly the worst name that I've ever heard of, but whatever. If they can get the job done, they can be called they can be called whatever they want. They can be called Sesame Seed Pretzels for all I care. But this is a company that has had long-term connections with the ACC and ESPN. What they're going to be doing the company is going to go to all 15 campuses and check and give detailed presentations about some of the things that they could bring and try to utilize and bring up as much revenue as they can for each school. Now, Fishbait is run by a former ESPN um, administrator named Rob Temple. He was an executive at um, he was an executive at ESPN before this, and his goal is to enhance value for the league, its athletes and institutions. Towards that end, the firm is exploring potential opportunities in areas such as ticketing, the NFT market, football championship game marketing, and the ACC network. And I mean, you look at all that, I guess that's going to do some good stuff. I mean, you, you need to... F- you want to get and scrape every penny you can out of the potential of this conference. You know, if if it means getting three to four million dollars per program because of all this stuff, that's worth it, right? If they can figure out a way to, you know, get more value out of certain things so that the schools get more money, yeah, absolutely, that's worth it. So it's a small step, um, but I've heard and I've talked to some sources of some folks that worked at ESPN and. They have very high things to say about Rob Temple. And Jim Phillips kind of echoed that in the the article, too. He said, Temple's a savant when it comes to the network. We need someone 24-7 looking at revenue opportunities, especially in these new areas. Some of the streaming opportunities, taking the feed from ESPN and streaming it on different platforms. Monetize that a little bit. I want to evaluate ESPN Plus because I think there's some money there. So, again, these are all ways that ESPN and ACC both can make some money out of it. So, it's, it's a win-win for both sides of the, the, the coin here that ESPN can can get some money, but the a- ACC and the, the, the media company here, they're going to look and try to say, okay, what are we doing that's not efficient? What are we doing that could be more efficient? And that's fine. That is fine because that's how, when within the, the structure that you have, that's how you make more money. Now, is this the... the end-all answer to answering what the Big Ten just did the other day? No. Is it going to answer what the SEC is doing? No. But 
you can't just with with the contract the ACC has right now, other than getting possibly Notre Dame in there and having some sort of change in in the grant of rights, there's no way that the ACC is going to automatically just jump right back up. You need to figure out these smaller things and hopefully build them up so that they become bigger things. Now, I, I, I laugh because I think of like, I wonder if they if they need to work on some things like marketing, for instance, right? Marketing the ACC network to commercial organizations. I mean, how many how many times have we watched these ACC network commercials and they're, they're the chintziest products out there, right? And you're like, oh man, why can't they get like things like some bigger companies and things like that? And maybe they've tried and it just hasn't worked, but... You know, advertising would be a big thing. I don't know anything about NFTs. I'm not even going to begin to think about NFTs. We had a guy on last or two weeks ago to talk about the uh, Wells Crowther NFTs that they're creating with those shoes. I'm not into the whole crypto stuff, so I'm not even going to give you my, my perspective on that. But I think the ACC network is underutilized because now with the Comcast network um, adding ACC last year, they are almost in they're in a, as many homes as you, as you could ask for. There's sure, certainly smaller companies that they don't go into yet, but for the majority of households, they get the ACC network. But as a ACC fan, myself being one too, is there anything on that channel that you go, yeah, I really want to watch that other than football games and basketball games? No. You know, they put on, there's some regional stuff. Yeah, it's great to put volleyball and stuff like that on there. But like, if I'm watching or cooking dinner and I have my iPad out and I want to throw something on, they never, they seemingly never have anything that's worthwhile watching. And that could be a way of getting revenue, like figuring out, like it doesn't have to be a game. It could be (laughs) the thing they just canceled Packer and Durham, right? Like Packer and Durham was the only non game thing on there that I can think of that was ever worth watching. And they've done nice stuff with the road trips too. Those are always fun to watch, but things, ways to use the ACC network and, and, you know, streaming too, like they're talking about ways that they can get that out there more. You know, I'm not sure what that's going to look like, but hey, you have to do something. What's what's the criticism that I have given Jim Phillips since this whole USC-UCLA deal has begun? That I haven't heard anything. That I haven't heard him do anything yet. It's been a lot of talk, not a lot of vision, and and it just doesn't seem very directional. This, at least... It's a nice step. And Fishbait is a ridiculous sounding name. And who knows what they're going to find, but you have to try. You can't just sit, as I've said, you can't just sit back there with the SEC and the Big Ten being so aggressive and not try to figure out ways to make your members more happy with the money that they're making out of that deal. And other than ESPN saying, okay, we're going to fork up, you know, another $30 million to, to add in whatever which is never going to happen. Well, it's not going to happen unless they can figure out some ways to do it. It's not going to cost the company an arm and a leg. You need to start thinking these smaller things. And this is what Phillips brought up at the ACC media day. These things that like things like bringing this in. So this is the first good step. I'm not completely sold that this is going to be an answer, but they're doing something and we'll have to wait and see where it goes from here. And if I remember correctly, Phillips had two 
event, two things that were coming up. I'm guessing this was the end of August event that he had mentioned, but he did have something else that he wanted to announce too, uh, that he was very vague about. So I get this feeling that there may be something else in the works in the next month or so uh, that will also get us going. And and it's going to have to be, he's going to have to continue, you know, you're going to have to find something else. And then hopefully the fish bait will have something that they come up with that you can then announce. You do keep doing these types of things. Getting those announcements out will help and, and we'll really continue to get some interest in uh, the company and and in terms of ESPN and the value of, of the content of the ACC. Because I was saying I was on Locked on ACC yesterday. What's the difference between money? Well, look at a, I said, look at a school like Florida State, a school that is hurting in their athletic department. If you read what some of the things about what's going on there, they're not in the best shape. Probably because they keep firing every head coach that they have and have, uh, you know, deals, uh, payout deals that are not um, beneficial for them. But what if, what if the end of the season they go six and six, and you know the Seminole fan base they don't that's not acceptable to them, right? What if they go six and six, and because of that they decide to fire Mike Norvell? Who would be the guy they would want to pay? It would be Dion Sanders. Neon Dion is not going to come cheap to get out of Jackson State. He's not. He's happy there, but Neon Dion, primetime, is going to come if he has the money. So, yeah, if you had an extra $5 million uh, from the ACC, hey, then my Florida State could go out there and buy the next big head coach. They could get a coach with as much buzz behind them as Mario Cristobal at, at Miami. And believe me, Dion's getting there. And all of a sudden now you have another program that is looking on the ups. That a, pro, a, a top-notch program that has a top-notch head coach. And all of a sudden they're looking at But if they can't afford him, hey, Florida State might have to stick with Norvell. They're falling behind in recruiting. Things aren't looking well for them. So it does make a difference. These little things that add money to the coffers will help the programs. Now in a moment, I'm going to get into the white whale. What we've talked about over and over again, Notre Dame and some comments that... Our friend John Swarbuck had Swarbuck's had about where the Notre Dame Fighting Irish might be in the next couple of years. Now it's my favorite time of the show talking about my good old friends at Built Bar. If you haven't tried Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's greatest joys. And guess what? There's a new flavor. Ready? Delicious, indulgent cookie dough covered in chocolate and hunks of cookie dough in each one. It is delicious. Built has done it again. Now let me introduce you to this flavor. Covered in 100% chocolate, loaded with protein, and only 160 calories. How are you going to beat that? Now, I want you to take all your candy bars, throw them away, and go and order yourself a new box of Built Bars. And right now, if you order on Built.com and use promo code LOCK15, you're going to get 15% off your order. Built Bars are so good. You can have them any day, time of the day. I have them as snacks. I have them as a meal replacement when I'm on the move. They do it all, and they're delicious, and they're good for you. So again... Go to built.com and use promo code LOCK15 and get 15% off your order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for some delicious Built Puffs. This is Locked On Boston College. AJ Black here. Happy Thursday, everyone. We're getting closer and closer to game day here, but we're talking about conferences as that's the big news over the summer, and the news continues to flow in. Now, Notre Dame, who has been Jim Phillips' white whale, and not just Jim Phillips, it's been couple of, uh, you know, it's been Swafford, it's been Phillips. They're the white whale 
of every ACC commissioner. The guy, the team that needs to get full in in the ACC and the odds of the of Notre Dame doing that just seem to get slimmer and slimmer as the Big Ten has sort of jumped in and become the odds-on favorite to land the, the Fighting Irish as the realignment uh, wheel continues. Now, Swarbuck was on uh, talking again this week, and he uh, discussed a little bit about where Notre Dame is nationally and gives a little bit of an idea of kind of where their brain is at. He says... We've talked about conferences a fair amount. One is, do we have a committed broadcast partner who will not only carry all our games, all our home games nationally, but will compensate us for our media rights in a way that allows us to be competitive? So it starts with the question of media partner. Secondly, is our access to the college football playoffs? Do we, as an independent, retain adequate access? I think we've proved conclusively in the past eight years that we've had it, but both those things will play out over time. I can't predict how much time. So... His comment there. There's a few little things that I thought was interesting. First of all, broadcast partners. If you remember, now no, now the Big Ten is going in, it sounds like, with Fox being the primary carrier. But they're going to also probably connect with CBS and NBC as well. Well, who owns NBC? I mean, who owns Notre Dame football right now? NBC. So it would almost be a, a flawless carryover for the Fighting Irish to just basically go all in and go with the Big Ten, and then they could just stay on NBC and have the same deal, hopefully with more money, and that's what would make them happy there. That being said, the ACC can still be competitive there. We're talking about what they could do with the ESPN, and I've said this all along. You make yourself a Fighting Irish network or something like that where it's national, uh, or put you know you know figure out a way to get all their games on ESPN or ABC because they own the rights to that, you know, they're part of Disney, right? You could do it there too. So it's not just, it's not locked in to the Fox deal right now with the Big Ten, but it seems like it's it's trending that way. Now, he kind of gets more vague here, and I'll, I'll give you why uh, with another quote from him. Um, he says, I'd like to make progress on the schedule front. It's so hard for our kids to travel the way that, the way that they do. I think I've, we've talked about it before, but when you're going to Tallahassee and you start with a bus to Midway and then you connect once along the way before you get there and then you're on a bus trying to get on campus, it's probably 18, 16 hours that you've been involved in traveling. That's tough to be a pre-med major or finance major and do that. So we're always looking for ways to make the scheduling easier, but it's media, it's college football playoffs and it's our Olympic sports. So he talks a lot about also about how important the ACC has been in terms of connecting them with um, their Olympic sports. They have, you know, connections with basketball and all those other sports that they've been part of. So what do I take away from that? So he does, he does make, he takes a little shot there at the ACC and just how, how the setup is and having to travel to Tallahassee and how tough that is. But I'd ask, I'd also ask Swarbuck, you know, and I'm not sure it, it could be that, you know, there's airports closer, but how quick of a drive is it? I mean, how quick of a flight is it to go to California now that you have to travel to UCLA and USC? I mean, it's not that it's I'm sure that there it's going to be long for that, too. But, you know, the airports are not as far away from, you know, UCLA and USC than it is to Tallahassee. And I'm sure whatever airport that they they have. But again, it seems more and more like he's kind of leaning towards those Big Ten things. So. We have some time to wait here. It's not, I think Notre Dame has their rights for another year. I think it's the end of the 2023 season. So we'll have to wait and see. But if this is the, if this is the ACC's big answer to what's going on in the other conferences, you know, if, if Notre Dame is really thinking of getting in and going into a conference, which it doesn't sound like they're, they're ruling it out. It sounds like that they're starting to read the writing on the wall in terms of the college football playoffs and the way that that's going to set up so that it's not, 
it's going to be a lot harder for them to make it as an independent, then I think you're going to see, you know, Notre Dame dipping their toes and figuring out where they want to go. It's going to be up to Phillips again to come up with a package that blows away the Big Ten, and that's going to be tough. But if you're serious about this, if you're serious about Notre Dame, and you know that they're they're crucial to the future of your conference, you pony up the bucks. You figure it out. And Dennis Dodd has said all along that he's talked to Swabuck, and the 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 money that they want per year is seventy five million dollars a year, which is I think right now more than twice what what NACC schools makes. So they got a long way to go here, folks. But it doesn't look good for Notre Dame enter, entering the ACC. Now, in our final segment, I'm going to talk a little bit about basketball and some more re- realignment news that has affected one of the big basketball challenges that has happened every year uh, for the last 15 years or so. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black here, and we are talking about, it's a big realignment day here. We're talking about all the ins and outs of some little things that are going on that are affecting the ACC. And why I bring this up is, obviously, this is a Boston College podcast. This does impact the Eagles. This... um, Obviously, the health of the ACC is is so important. We've talked about all the different iterations of where BC could end up. The safest one right now would be the ACC to stay healthy so that BC can stick, stay there and not have to worry about things. But, you know, things are changing. We'll have to wait where it goes. But right now, one little thing that popped up, we're t- you know, we mentioned in our last segment that Big Ten has, looks like they're going to get an agreement with Fox to be their uh, big carrier, is that with that happening... That means that the Big Ten is no longer on ESPN. And ESPN is the primary holder there. They own the rights to the ACC Big Ten Challenge. Now, that is the annual uh, annual conference games between the ACC and Big Ten that they have every single year. And it has been a big moneymaker, I think, for ESPN for years past. Now... I don't imagine that Fox is just going to go, okay, how about you get the home games and we'll take those home games and go from here. You know, media conglomerates are pretty, um, they're pretty territorial about their stuff. So ESPN is going to want to hold on to the rights of that. So they're not going to just give it to Fox. They're not going to just reach out and make a deal here. I just don't see that happening. So, you know, what does, what do the ACC do now? I mean, I honestly, as a Boston College fan, don't care because BC hasn't played a, a attractive game in the, in the Big Ten Challenge in years. You know, either they miss it because their team is terrible, and that's on Boston College for that, but, or they get teams that are like around their, their, um, rank in the, in the Big Ten. And again, it's on BC, but they end up with teams like Nebraska, Minnesota, Northwestern, Penn State. Like, none of those games make, like there's other than Penn State who, you know, they've you know, there's a regional rivalry there. There's no real interest in any of that, right? BC gets Nebraska this year. It doesn't help them at all. Nebraska was awful last year. BC should be should be able to be a big time favorite in that game. So if they get rid of this, it doesn't hurt BC at all. It doesn't hurt their uh, their future in terms of scheduling because now they have some flexibility. They have another game if this happens that they can get they can do something else with. Now, for me, I am much more as as it's kind of gone on and and the basketball landscape has changed. I am much more on board with BC scheduling a local team and a good one. There's there's plenty of good programs in this area that they can they can cycle in and out. They can do UMass, they can do Harvard, even Northeastern, BU, Providence, UConn, URI. 
you name it, even Vermont, like some of the good schools that are in this area, I, any of those teams I would find much more interesting than watching Nebraska. And I know Nebraska is in name in football, but they are not in basketball. And I would much rather see that for BC. So this gives them another chance to get another game in. And it doesn't have to be a silly game against a Big Ten program. So that's one piece that could happen. Again, they could also go with, a if they want a bigger program, I know they're playing Villanova this year. They could do that too if they want to boost up their RPI. I'm sure they could figure out a team to play that way. Or the final thought someone brought up, and I think it was on our Eagle Insider message board. If you have not gone over there, you can sign up. Tons of BC fans. I'm telling you folks, you go on Twitter a lot. There's a lot of fans on Twitter that talk. I have so many. It is fascinating to see how many people that are BC fans are even are on an Eagle Insider message board. It's free if you want to just do regular chats. That's totally fine. Head on over there. Check it out. But someone brought up, and I thought it was a good point. So if ESPN loses the Big Ten and they lose the rights to the Big Ten Challenge, why don't they just make an ACC-SEC Challenge? They own the rights to both of them. They could do that just as easily. So that could be fun, too. I mean... You'd end up with BC versus, I don't even know who's a bad basketball, Georgia. I know they're, they're not usually very good. Um, or uh, who, Mississippi State, Mississippi, something like that, Ole Miss. You know, I don't know. But that would be another option. I, I, I pref- much prefer them to get just another old school uh, local team. But it's another thought as well. So, again, thank you all for listening. This is our, uh, our non-BC camp episode. And I had said that we're going to talk about basketball. But there was a lot of news I wanted to get into. And I promise you we'll get to basketball soon. I, you know, there's not a lot going on right now that I can actually report on because practices are closed. But we'll get into it, I promise. Uh, Well, this is AJ Black. You can follow us on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button and go to YouTube. Um, We have new episodes on there. We'll have special episodes as things go along. We'll make sure we get to those. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC. I'm the editor and publisher of Eagle Insider. I'm also the co-host of Locked On ACC on Wednesdays. You can check that out with the great Candace Cooper. If you've listened to this episode and you're looking for some more football content, head over to Locked On ACC and give that a listen as well. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you again soon.